Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's up, everybody? Welcome into the American Tennis Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Thompson, coming to you here on the Believe Podcast Network. Thanks for listening. I wish I had better news to report to you. I'm sure you've seen it by now. 45 minutes ago, breaking news came down the pipeline. Indian Wells, the tennis tournament that we all love, is going to be canceled because of the coronavirus. Riverside County declaring a public health emergency because of a confirmed case, and the tournament has decided to be canceled as a result of that. Um, yeah, it's it's kind of a shock to my system. I had a whole episode prepped for tonight. Um, qualies and everything started tomorrow, so I wanted to kind of break down where the Americans were looking at. We have a lot of players that are playing really well right now. In the lead-up tournaments, a challenger out there in the desert right now, we had two Americans battle it out in the final. Steve Johnson beat Jack Sock for the title. Johnson was playing so well and really found the confidence boost that he needed to start this year, training with his old USC coach, Peter Smith. So, bummer to see that the uh, tournament was canceled because there were a lot of Americans riding into that tournament with a lot of momentum. And selfishly, as I am the American Tennis Podcast, I mean, we were going to have a lot of Americans in that tournament and a lot of Americans who love playing in front of their home crowd. And as a tennis fan, I was really excited for the tournament. I had tickets. I was planning on going out on Friday. And this news just kind of came as a shock to everyone. I can't say a complete shock because you're starting to see some music festivals get canceled and you're starting to see a lot of these things where a lot of people are going to be in an intimate surrounding canceled because of the fear of this spreading. And let me just say off the bat, I'm not a scientist. I'm not going to pretend to play one. I Science, math for that matter too, where I, I mean, I was horrible at them. That's why I'm doing broadcasting. So I'm not going to get too much into the science of things with the coronavirus. I'll leave that to people much smarter than me. I'm just going to talk about how everybody is feeling about the situation. We'll start out with the fans because at the end of the day, we're all fans and we love the sport and we're rightfully disappointed about it. We'll talk about the players because a lot of the players have been out here training for a long time, getting ready for this, playing in California. One of my good friends who I do a separate podcast with, he uh, he ran into Dominic Team in Los Angeles training on the beach. So Team and a lot of these top guys, top girls have been out here training, preparing for this tournament. And let's be real, Indian Wells, I mean, we love it because it's a local tournament here for us Southern California natives that we can get to that brings the big names. But this is the first thousand level master event to kick off the season. I mean, this is a huge tournament that just got canceled. And growing up, I always kind of looked at it as, oh, Indian Wells is the tournament in our backyard and it's so cool and we get to see the players and it's fun. But in actuality, it's a lot more than that. This is a huge tournament. And I think that's why they waited so long to decide to pull the plug on this because this generates so much income, so much revenue, and is so important to so many players defending points um, that it is It's just it is still a little bit surprising that they decided to cancel it. I mean, up until an hour ago, the decision was that uh, ball kids would wear gloves for the tournament to administer the balls, that there would be no towel people. Instead, you would have a chair at the back and the players would deal with their own towels. There would be masks. So they were thinking about this and they were trying to come up with preventative ways. And I appreciate that they did that. They tried to find every way possible to make the tournament happen and to eliminate the risk to players, fans, and everybody involved, which I think was the right decision. And I was hoping it was going to still be able to be played. But I guess enough came down with that confirmed case and the state of emergency that they had to make the decision to ultimately cancel it. So 
a kind of an emergency podcast right now, not what I was planning on talking to you guys about. I, I kid you not, we were literally an hour from setting up and getting into kind of how excited we were for the tournament and look ahead at the draws and kind of the things on the line. But all of that research and information is now meaningless. So instead, I what I want to do is just kind of take a look from everyone's perspective and look at the situation. And let's start with the fans. So we're fans. We love this tournament. Indian Wells is one of the most interactive tournaments in terms of getting to interact with the players. And they're right there on the practice courts. If you've been there before, I mean, you can literally high five the players. They come around, they sign autographs, they're great with the kids. And it's it's a highlight and probably one of the best tournaments for fans, I dare say, in the calendar year, just because of the close proximity that you are to the players and how personal of an event it is. Ironically, that's probably a big part of the reason why the tournament was canceled, because there is so much player fan engagement that with a virus like this going around, it is obviously a very dangerous situation, and I understand that. So we'll start with that. We're disappointed because this is a chance to really see the best players in the world come to a locale where you are interpersonal and you can talk to them and you're just so up close and getting a kind of really more of a background behind the players that you see play on TV. Now you're getting to talk to them, you're getting to hear them, you're getting to watch their practices, see what drills they do. I mean, it's a great tournament. However, having said that, they were already putting practices in play and limitations where the interaction between players and fans were going to be greatly cut down as it was. I saw that some of the practice courts were going to be roped off. They were like partitioning sections to try to reduce that player interaction. And for me, that takes a big part of what Indian Wells is and what Indian Wells is about out of it. So just browsing on Twitter for the last hour, a lot of emotional responses. Obviously, people have bought tickets for this. People have traveled a long way for this and we're planning on coming out for this. And it's a huge bummer to have your vacation you know, canceled because of something that is out of your control. And for so many tennis fans, I understand the negative and frustrated reaction on Twitter, especially with the news coming down, especially while we still do not know a ton about this virus. So I understand the frustration. I will say with a lot of the policies that were going to be put in play, this was not going to be the same Indian Wells that you might be remembering fondly or you may have heard about. The interaction with players was going to be significantly mitigated. And if that's any solace to you, I don't know if it is or not, but it wouldn't have been that same interaction because they're trying to protect the players. Now we go a step further. At the Tennis Academy, all of the kids look forward to Indian Wells every year. We usually take a van full out there to watch the matches. And um, with Federer's injury, you know, Federer wasn't going to be playing because he's having the scope on his knee. Kyrgios, his, uh, who knows what's going on with him right now. He had to withdraw from Acapulco after just playing a set, and that was a whole separate tirade. I don't know if you guys watched that, but he, oh my gosh, he did not. <laughs> he was not happy with the fans down there in Mexico who were booing him, and uh, he, he felt he gave it his all and tried to give it a go. But that's neither here nor there. Point is, Kyrgios and Federer, two huge names, would probably have not been playing the tournament anyways. And literally, I had kids at the tennis academy tell me, Federer is not playing. I don't want to go to Indian Wells, you know. But the main thing that they look forward to is seeing Federer, who is just world class, and seeing a guy like Kyrgios, whose personality jumps off the chart. And if there's anywhere where you want to watch him, it's at Indian Wells, where it's so up close and personal. So some big names were not going to be playing it because of health reasons. Then a couple days ago, we start seeing some players withdrawing their name from their own health concerns. So this tournament was really, unfortunately, with the state of this virus and everything that's going on, it was not going to be the Indian Wells that we've come to know and love 
with the fan interaction, with the big names in attendance, this was going to be a significantly diminished version of Indian Wells. And if that's any solace to us as fans, that's what I'm trying to look at at least and be like, okay, if we weren't going to be getting the full experience anyways, was there good reason to jeopardize player and our own health? And it's painful because this is the biggest tournament that we have in our backyard. It's two-hour drive from Southern California, you know, and for some of you who are more Inland Empire, even closer. So it is painful for the Southern California tennis community. There's no doubt about it. But if you take a step back and you look at it objectively and kind of see what the experience you were going to be getting for what you were paying for anyways, it maybe takes a little bit of the sting out of it. Next, we'll look at the players. And I don't think the players that were planning on playing this are very happy about it. I mean, there's a lot of guys and girls that need this tournament and that thrive off of this first tournament and have been playing great tennis and look forward to this first event in Southern California, in the desert, hanging out with the fans. Great way to jumpstart your ranking and just get a good start to the year. I mean, players have been out here. We've seen them out and about in Los Angeles, Orange County, California area for the last month or so prepping for this tournament. Teams won, you know, they have the tournament lead-ups in Indian Wells, the Challenger, and the Newport. So players have been out here getting ready and anticipating this. And if I'm a player and I've been spending all this time out here in Southern California, I mean, sure, there's worse places you could spend your time, but I'm sure they're not happy about this either, this decision. So I think it's just a painful decision for all involved. Obviously, the tournament owner, the tournament director, this is one of the most marquee tournaments of the year. I mean, a painful decision to see it canceled and one that nobody is happy about. So the frustration that I see on Twitter I understand it. I really do. And it's just, it's kind of a, still a shock to the system. It really doesn't feel real because this is just such a admired and anticipated tournament, especially growing up here and living in Southern California my whole life. You know, this was the staple tournament that everyone got excited for. So it's, it's crazy to see. It's sad to see. Like I said, the announcement coming down just 45 minutes ago, breaking news that the Indian Wells tennis tournament will be canceled this year. And now it gets into, will they be able to reschedule it? You know, it's not easy because this is a long tournament. It's a Masters event, 1,000. I mean, you hope that it's not canceled for the year. But when you start looking at the calendar and seeing when they could schedule it back in there, it becomes challenging to see a window where they can have it. And now there's the whole matter of refunds and the tournament is being great and issuing even a week ago when people were just concerned, I will say to the tournament's defense and credit, they were issuing refunds starting a week ago from what I saw on Twitter. People already, you know, requesting their refunds. My friends who had tickets already requested refunds because they didn't want to risk it. So again, I know that doesn't help for hotel reservations, plane tickets, other things that people have who are flying from other places. So it's tough, but at least if you are local and you live here in Southern California, you can get a refund for your tickets. A cool thing that the tournament is doing, I think. And it's it's just a major shock. I'm bummed for the Americans. I'm bummed for the fans. I'm bummed for all the players that were coming from all over the world. Like I said, team, all the players that have been here training and doing their diligence to make this event that people love so much. And it's going to feel different. This year is going to feel different without Indian Wells kicking things off. I mean, as long as I can remember, you have the Australian Open that starts off the year and then a few tournaments here and there, and then the next big one that really jumps on the radar and that has constant wall-to-wall coverage on Tennis Channel and constant social media and like big storylines is Indian Wells. So this is going to be a really, really weird feeling. Um, I'm curious to see what they do with the points and how that, that system shakes out for the players who are defending points or who needed you know points coming off in this tournament. How does that work? Does the tournament get rescheduled? 
it's just such a such an unprecedented time. And I know we're the American Tennis Podcast, so we won't get too off track on this, but March Madness, the college basketball tournament that generates billions in television ratings. It's March. It's March 10th right now. I mean, we're March 8th, right? So that tournament's starting. We have the conference tournaments, and then that starts. And there have been reports already coming out that potentially games would be played without fans in attendance to preserve player safety, and we would just have media and press there to report and what have you. So that's just, it's such uncharted territory. They, the NBA has issued statements to the team saying that they might have to do the same if this virus gets serious enough and player safety becomes a concern. And LeBron James, for those of you who live here in SoCal, I'm sure you're Lakers fans or Clippers fans, but you know who LeBron James is, most of you. He came out and said, I won't be playing in games where fans aren't in attendance. So that's another aspect to this, right? And I think it's very pertinent and relevant to our tournament at Indian Wells because that's how so many fans would feel and would want the players to feel saying maybe it's best that this tournament was canceled if the fans weren't going to get the immersive experience that they wanted and you see everyone walking around in masks does that take away from the experience are you more worried so it's painful it's frustrating i was looking forward more than anyone to go out there next friday i had a couple hopeful guests that i was planning on lining up to do some podcasts with out there and it's there's really no way to sugarcoat it. It just it hurts and it stinks to see the tournament get canceled. But at the end of the day, I appreciate that fan safety and player safety and just human safety is being factored into this because this isn't an easy decision for these tournament owners to make. You see these concerts being canceled. There's so much money that these people are losing and vendors and so much stuff behind the scenes aside from just the tennis that goes into it. So for this tournament to be canceled, it tells you how serious this situation is, or at least how serious the people making these decisions are taking it. And as much as I don't, as much as the decision hurts, at the end of the day, I think we have to respect it. And though we can be frustrated with it as a tennis community, at least try to just stay on the bright side and look at the positives. I don't think that all the negativity on Twitter helps anything. I think that people are bummed. I think people are frustrated and that's okay to vent. But at the end of the day, just try to keep in mind that this tournament and this decision was made to try to preserve human safety and health, which at the end of the day, I think is a good thing and we have to respect. So that's really all I have to say about it. Um, hit me up on Twitter, Instagram. You guys have my handles, justtomp11 on Twitter, justin.thompson111 on Instagram. I'd love to hear what you guys think. Uh, I, I mean, I really, I want to hear from the fans. Something I did more at the beginning of this podcast was giving you guys an opportunity and a voice to make your opinion known and how do you feel about hot topic issues like this and I can't think of a more relevant timely appropriate avenue for you guys to get your voices out and express your frustrations or your support of this you can go on Twitter I mean Indian Wells is trending you can see it on there and you see the plethora of response from people coming in people who had tickets people who are disappointed people who are saying good for the tournament preserving human safety so you can see it all. And I, I'm curious because I like just hearing from different people and hearing the different scenarios that go into this. I mean, I saw someone on Twitter who was coming from overseas to come to this tournament and now all of a sudden is told that it's not going to be happening. I mean, it's a really, really difficult situation and there's no sugarcoating it. And it's not an easy situation to talk about because like I said, I'm not a scientist. I don't understand all of the science behind this. And at the end of the day, everyone has a differing thing to say or stance on this whole coronavirus situation. You talk to somebody and they say, oh, this is just like the flu and I'm not really that worried about it. And then you talk to someone else who says, 
no, this is a really serious situation and could be a horrible pandemic. And you see people dying in Italy. You see, obviously, people dying in China. So at the end of the day, tennis is such a global, international sport. And people come from so many different places to come see this tournament and any tournament that this would just be a breeding ground for this virus to maybe just take action and spread off from there. So if I look at it through that lens and I, I withdraw my tennis fan and my love for the tournament and wanting to be out there and seeing all the players, it makes it a little easier to stomach the decision. Still very painful, and I'd like to hear from you. DM me on Twitter, DM me on Insta, um, Believe Podcast. We, we do a great job here, and I know there's another podcast on the ATP Tour talking about the tournaments, and I'm sure that he'll probably have one out talking about it too because it's just it's unprecedented territory and it's shocking but at the end of the day it is what it is and it's still I find myself in a little bit of a state of shock about it because it was just I couldn't believe it they looked like they were doing everything they could to try to make the tournament happen and then the night before everything's scheduled to start we get an alert saying that it's canceled and I think that's the one thing that maybe they could have handled better was if they saw that these players were starting to withdraw and they saw that they were having to put all of these practices into effect to limit fan player interaction. Maybe you decide this is against the nature of the Indian Wells tennis tournament and what we try to create here, a friendly fan player interaction. And if it's not going to be able to be what it's meant to be, maybe they take the lead on that a week ago and cancel it. So the people haven't flown out already for it, you know, or players who are playing the qualifiers fly out. But it's neither here nor there. It's not for me to really comment on the science and all of that, as I've tried to make clear. But I share your guys' frustration, tennis fans. I share the disappointment. It's There's no way to say it other than it's just bitterly disappointing for our Southern California tennis community who loves this tournament and holds it in such high regard. But hopefully it'll be rescheduled for sometime this year. I'm not even sure what the logistics will be. This was all coming out 45 minutes ago, so I just wanted to make sure to get a podcast out for you guys to listen to and Send me your send me your thoughts on it because I'd love to talk to you guys about it. I wish I was here talking about a happier topic today, but it's always a pleasure to come here to you, courtesy of Believe Podcast on the American Tennis Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Hang in there, tennis fans. By the way, American Tennis in a great place. We'll end it on a good note. The men and the women playing very well, and I stand by my prediction that I made on another podcast with one of my friends that this will be the year that an American woman other than Serena wins a major I guess that already happened, but I called it before the tournament. But I do think this will be a year that we see an American man burst through into the semis, maybe even the finals of a major, and I would not be surprised if we saw one win it. We have some Americans that are playing at a really high level, and although this stings and the Indian Wells take a little bit of the air out of our sails, don't let that distract you and deter you from how well the Americans are playing right now and that Americans have finally reclaimed their spot on the international tennis stage, both on the men's and women's side. And it is an exciting time to be an American tennis fan. I'm excited for the opportunity to speak with you guys. Keep your heads high, tennis fans. Thank you for listening. I appreciate you, and I will talk to you all very soon. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.